What did the judge say when the skunk came into his courtroom? I don't don't know what. Odor in the court. Me desperté, le sonreí al sol. Seis pajaritos vi a mi puerta, cantando alegres una melodía que dice: Este es mi mensaje para ti. No te preocupes por nada, porque tus problemas. Seguro que se van No te preocupes Por nada Porque tus problemas Seguro que se van Me desperté Le sonreí al sol Tres pajaritos Vi a mi puerta Cantando alegres Una melodía que dice, este es mi mensaje para ti. No te preocupes por nada, porque tus problemas seguro que se van. No te preocupes por nada, porque tus problemas seguro que se van. Me desperté. Le sonreí al sol Tres pajaritos Vi a mi puerta Cantando alegres Una melodía Que dice Este es mi mensaje para ti That's Elizabeth Mitchell with Suni Pass right here on the Children's Hour. I hope that you can put aside your worries for the moment and be with us for an hour and the kids here on Zoom. Hello, everyone. And who's with us today? Hi, it's Beth. Hello, this is Kate. Hello, it's Lily. What's upstairs? It's Evan. Hey, it's Gareth. Hello, it's Illuminata. Hi, it's Sonia. Hi, it's Ethan. Hi, it's Daniel. Hi, it's Olive. Hola, friends. It's Melissa. Thanks so much for being here, you guys. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about backyard wildlife. And I know some of us on this crew have experience with wildlife in our backyard, don't we? Uh, I've actually had um, a couple tarantulas cross my road. Why did the tarantulas cross the road, Cade? Uh, actually, I don't know why. Because there were flies on the other side. Oh, <laughs> good one, Gareth. Okay, go ahead, Kate. Uh, but also, we have a whole uh, family of vinegaroons living in our backyard. Ooh, those are actually kind of scary. I'm going to post a picture of that with this episode, Backyard Wildlife, right now. A vinegaroon. They're actually super friendly. So they look terrifying and like scorpions. But uh, I've, I've had one on my arm. Worst thing it can do to you is uh, make a vinegar smell in the air. 
Oh. I literally have a pine tree in my backyard, and there's at least like three families of birds living in it, and it's perfect because there's a berry bush right next to it. Cool. Well, we're going to talk with someone who is a proponent, and that means tries to make something happen. A proponent really believes in something. Well, this person, Laurel Ladwig, is a proponent of attracting wildlife to your backyard, to any backyard, even if your backyard is just a window. We're going to find out why. And we're going to meet with someone from Wildlife Rescue New Mexico. They're going to teach us what to do if we find an injured critter. There's so much to learn. But first, I have wild critters who travel a long way to come to my backyard. They're hummingbirds and they migrate through New Mexico and then they stay here around my house all summer long. And guess what? They've arrived. That's why I want to play you this next one. This is Seth Hoffman coming off a CD four o'clock in the morning. This is Janie and the Hummingbird right here on the Children's Hour. Stick with us. Backyard Wildlife coming up. Has anyone heard there's a hummingbird stuck in the library? She just came to look for this one book on how to be a tooth fairy. The pay's a ride and you work at night and she already got her wings. And all day she would hum and play and do all her favorite things. She floated in from where she'd been about an hour ago. When she was through her worries grew and how to leave she didn't know. Has anyone seen Janie? She'll know what to do. Janie's friend to all of the animals, and when she gets here, I can show you. She saw dozens of her cousins, each one hanging from a string. She asked, Where's an open window? But they didn't say a thing. She perched her toes on a hummingbird's nose, or was it a beak or bill? Though so afraid that's where she stayed, she had some time to kill. What a sight to see in the library doesn't happen every day. Some teachers saw and watched and off, saying, little bird, you're gonna be okay. Has anyone seen Janie? She'll know what to do. Janie's a friend to all of the animals And when she gets here I can show you The hummingbird wouldn't miss her family If she never made it out What a shame she'd never learn What a tooth fairy's life's all about She started to get hungry But there was nothing in there for lunch Didn't see any of those hanging red things With hummingbird Hawaiian punch How'd she get herself into this mess, she thought with such dismay. Came in somehow, don't remember now, can't seem to find the way. Has anyone seen Janie? She'll know what to do. Janie's friend to all of the animals, and when she gets here I can show you. Well, finally someone found Janie and she got there right away. 
We all listened up real closely to what she had to say. First thing we've got to do is cover the windows. Went to all the shades and blinds until everyone was closed. Then she shut the lights, opened up the door, letting in the beaming sun. The bird took flight right towards the light, say goodbye to everyone. Has anyone seen Janie? She'll know what to do. Janie's friend to all of the animals, and when she gets here, I can show you. Well, now Janie worked her magic, just like I said she would. Gave directions to the hummingbird in a way she understood. Sometimes best to use music, sometimes best to use words. Sometimes it's best to change the light to talk to hummingbirds. I learned a lesson on that day when our friend she was set free. That everyone can find the way that we find it differently. Has anyone seen Janie? She'll know what to do. Janie's friend to all of the animals, and when she gets here, I can show you. And when she gets here, I can show you. And when she gets here, I can show you. You're listening to the Children's Hour. I'm Katie Stone, and with us is the more than human geographer Laurel Ladwig, who lives here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, where we live. Welcome to the Children's Hour, Laurel. Thank you. It's great to be here. Great to have you back. We've had you before over the years on the Children's Hour, and often your focus is on wild critters. What do you do with wild critters? Well, um, I've always been interested in getting people aware of the wild critters, especially in urban areas, and encourage people to use an app called iNaturalist to make observations, which makes a huge database of wildlife observations all around the world, and specifically City Nature Challenge, which is a weekend where cities all across the world try to identify as much, as many wild things as possible. But uh, right now, I'm focused on getting people to share their spaces with wildlife, to uh, use the, any space that they have from a balcony to a backyard, to plant some plants that wildlife like, uh, put out some water. If you have a big enough space, having some trees and shrubs that uh, wildlife can use for shelter. It's so easy to share space with wildlife and a big part of it is wanting to do it and then finding out what wildlife need and how you can help. I think for kids listening, it's going to be hard to believe that people might not want to attract wildlife to their yard. It seems like, wouldn't you guys like to attract wildlife to your yard? Yeah, I have a pretty interesting story. So one of our neighbors has bees. They have a beehive that they run and own. But since our neighborhood has not had a whole lot of flowers and the bees have kind of had trouble, they're actually coming to our bird feeder to get protein because they can get protein from our bird seed. And so there's like a hundred bees on our bird feeder. What would bees want in a bird feeder, Laurel? I'm not actually sure. I haven't seen that, but I've certainly seen them on hummingbird feeders because they love the hummingbird nectar. Yeah, that's very interesting. 
Kate, you you also live in the East Mountains. Yeah. So you're a good example of like maybe you wouldn't want to attract like the bears of the East Mountains to your backyard. I don't think there's any bears here, but we have had like I think six rattlesnakes in our yard over the past couple years. How do you attract rattlesnakes, Laurel? <laughs> Please tell me. Tell me how to stop them. Let's see. Well, I mean, if you're living in their habitat, you're living in their habitat. But um, uh, they do like uh, rock piles. Um, but lizards always also like rock piles. We have tons of rock piles and lizards. So that explains a lot. Yeah. So. Laurel here is a what she calls a more than human geographer. And she's interested in something called reconciliation ecology, which has to do with making good for the wildlife where we've kind of ruined their habitats. So cities, for example, where everything's paved, that's really hard for like a little critter that has to go into dirt to still live there. So reconciliation ecology, we have more information at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Backyard Wildlife. Laurel, when you're talking about encouraging people to want to attract wildlife to the place where they live, you're going to have wildlife that people like better than other wildlife. So what about that? Well, I mean, it is possible to um, maintain some habitat that's only good for birds and other pollinators. Uh, if you do have a certain level of habitat, you can get things like skunks and, and bunnies and, and rattlesnakes <laughs> that you may not want. Um, especially in the urban area, you really have to work to have amazing habitat to have that um, happen or live in a place that it already that habitat already exists. But we're really trying to encourage people um, who have balconies, who have patios, who have a yard with nothing but either grass to add a few native plants because uh, many uh, habitat uh, programs want you to have all the different elements of habitat, which is fabulous. But uh, wildlife don't know um, where your yard ends and your neighbors begins. And so if everybody adds a little bit of habitat, we can create a mosaic of habitat across the city and have a space for wildlife to go. What are some ways that people can make the environment better for critters in our backyards? You can provide food with native plants um, or with supplemental bird feeders. We like the plants are obviously best, but if you want to plant something that's going to produce seed later in the summer or fall, you can also have a supplemental seed feeder and that will get them used to coming to your yard. And then you'll provide a natural food source as well when that goes to seed. And same with in the Americas, we have uh, hummingbirds who love nectar. So you can plant lots of different native plants, provide nectar for hummingbirds. And so you can put up a hummingbird feeder and again, they'll use the feeder and and also the natural sources that you provide. Why is it so important to have native plants? You keep saying plant native plants. You mean native to wherever you live. So it's different for me here in Albuquerque than it is for somebody listening in Virginia. Exactly. And that's because the wildlife and the plants have kind of grown up together. They've evolved to work together. And the insects that use certain plants in the eastern part of the U.S., aren't ones that uh, wildlife in the Western part of the U.S. are used to eating. The insects that are here aren't going to like those plants either. It's really important to look at 
what the parts of the ecosystem, what they have been and try to mimic that. Now with climate change, we're having to shift a little bit because some of the, the plants that have survived here for so long um, are not going to be able to going into the future. And so there are a lot of great people looking into that um, to find, for instance, trees that are, they're calling them climate ready trees, uh, the Nature Conservancy here in the city and a whole big group of uh, people have put together a beautiful list of trees that will thrive in our current climate and then also as we move into uh, a hotter climate. Interesting. Well, those kinds of lists are available no matter where you live. We'll post a link so that you can look up what grows in your region. Go to childrenshour.org and look for this episode, Backyard Wildlife. Laurel Ladwig is a more-than-human geographer, and she's also a naturalist and a conservationist, and she's promoting the concept of increasing backyard wildlife. You can learn a lot more about what she's working on and how you can make whatever space you have outside, even if it's just a windowsill, how you can help attract wildlife to your place. We've got more with Laurel coming up, and this is Chandrika Tandon from Amu's Treasures, right here on the Children's Hour. Now's the time for planting seeds in a pretty garden. Dig it well and pull the weeds, and the ground may harden. So we go with spade and hoe while the weather's pleasant. Working hard for well we know, no time like the present. In the day we rise for our pleasant exercise And we're healthy as can be, little gardeners are we Early in the day we rise for our pleasant exercise And we're healthy as can be, little gardeners are we All our fruits and flowers Fill our baskets with the spring Dance in April showers Smiling lips, our hearts in song Soothe away our sorrows Knowing well the ground will swell With bounties for tomorrows Early in the day we rise For our pleasant exercise And we're happy as can be Little gardeners are we Early in the day we rise for a pleasant exercise And we're happy as can be Little gardeners are we Little gardeners are we Little gardeners are we You're listening to the Children's Hour Kids Public Radio. We'll be right back. The Children's Hour is produced by the Children's Hour Incorporated. We're a New Mexico-based nonprofit organization supported by listeners just like you. Learn more about us at childrenshour.org. New Mexico Museum of Natural History and Science, a division of New Mexico's Department of Cultural Affairs, supports the Children's Hour. Visit nmnaturalhistory.org to learn more. Support for the Children's Hour is provided by Electric Playhouse. Learn more at electricplayhouse.com.
hummingbird and chipmunk playing in the yard. Moving really fast, working really hard. They pay no never mind to each other or to me. Watching them makes me feel free, yeah. Watching them makes me feel free. Chippy, 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 buzz, buzz, buzz. Wish that things went back to how they was, was, was. When life was simple, here's hoping that it does. Chippy, chippy, buzz, 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 yeah. Chippy, chippy, buzz, buzz, buzz. Hummingbird and chipmunk always on the move. Finishing their breakfast, mama would approve. They skitter and they scutter and they flit with fluid style. Watching them always makes me smile. Yeah, watching them always makes me smile. Chippy, 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 buzz, buzz, buzz. Wish that things went back to how they was, was, was. When life was simple, here's hoping that it does. Chippy, chippy, buzz, 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 yeah. Chippy, chippy, buzz, buzz, buzz. says goodbye, turning off its light. Our body needs a rest from all this work and all this play. Tomorrow will be another day, yeah. Tomorrow will be another day. Chippy, 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 buzz, buzz, buzz. Wish that things were back to how they was, was, was. When life was simple, here's hoping that it does. Chippy, chippy, buzz, 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 yeah. Chippy, chippy, buzz, buzz, buzz. Hummingbird and Chipmunk is Fred from their ukulele bundle of joy. Fred is spelled P-H-R-E-D-D. And over the break, you heard Robert Farmer with his instrumental, If We Knew All the Laws of Nature. Today on the Children's Hour, we're talking about backyard wildlife with our friend Laurel Ladwig. She's one of the organizers here in New Mexico of something called the City Nature Challenge. You can learn about the City Nature Challenge near you and everything going on with it at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Backyard Wildlife. And even if you miss the challenge itself, which is the last weekend of the month of April, usually, you can always participate in being a citizen scientist all on your own. You just download this cool little app called iNaturalist, and there you can both identify and report critters, plants, anything wild that you observe around you. It helps scientists all over the world when we participate as citizen scientists collecting the data that they need to help determine how our world is doing and the natural world around us. Back to our guest, Laurel Ladwig, who explained to us earlier why she's trying to promote this idea of backyard wildlife habitats and why we should plant native plants whenever we can and flowers to attract bees and birds. The kids have a lot more questions. Let's go over to you, Beth. 
So you were talking about um, making your porch into a habitat. How would one do that? Well, if you have a porch that has some dirt, um, you can use whatever space you have. But many people have a porch that's all stone or brick. And all you have to do is get a container of whatever size you can and find a plant that will thrive in that size of container. And there are lots of plants that uh, thrive in containers. On our uh, plant list that we provide for our program here in Albuquerque that in central New Mexico to encourage people to have habitat. We've got a list of what plants do really well here and what wildlife like them and adding in those that work well in containers. And many of them do. And we can talk to your local nursery um, for wherever you live uh, and they can let you know what plants uh, do well in containers. And so you can do that on a patio. You can add a supplemental food source um, like a bird feeder. Um, you can I put out a dish of water. A dinner plate with water will can be used by uh, lots of different wildlife, and that's really easy to switch out and keep clean um, that way as well. It doesn't have to be an expensive bird feeder. I mean, or bird bath. And so um, there are lots lots of easy ways. I live up in East Mountains, and we we would like to start gardening, but we're worried about different critters that come in. I was wondering if you have a garden, what is the best way to keep your uh, critters out yet still or like different animals around you but not getting into your garden uh if you're doing vegetable gardening that's you have to kind of find ways to physically exclude them with cages and things like that or having an elevated container garden um things like that because they will like that food um if you're gardening just for beauty which will you'll end up uh gardening for wildlife when you use native plants many native plants that the wildlife uh, don't like to eat. And so many nurseries have a list of plants that squirrels and gophers and things don't like, and they don't tend to like the native plants. So at least many of them. And so it's pretty easy to, to pick plants that way. But yeah, if you're going to do vegetable gardening, um, caging your, your <laughs> vegetables in and, um, is the best, best plan that I know of. What are the main creatures that you don't want to come. I, well, I love them all. I, I don't live in the East Mountains, so I don't have as many uh, predators for our, our dogs or things like that. It is always important to keep your pets in uh, safe places for cats, keeping them indoors, dogs in, in fenced areas and bringing them in at night because there, there are a lot of predators and especially just depending on your size of dog, even a large owl can pick up a small dog. And so everybody has their preferences. I think we might have a skunk coming in and eating bugs and I hope that's true. When you garden for wildlife, pick the species you want to attract. And again, if you have wildlife that you really can't stand having in your space, look and see how that species is using the space and see if you can find ways to exclude that from your habitat. Laurel, your goal right now is to have backyards increase their backyard wildlife habitats. Is this an effort that's happening all around the country, all around the world? Yes, it's happening all around the country and world. Uh, Australia has huge programs for wildlife gardening in the United Kingdom and all sorts of uh, different places and uh, all the continents everywhere. It's sort of we recognized we took away too much of the wild habitat, didn't we? 
Yes, I think that's exactly it. And and it's so interesting because people really care about wildlife and this gives you a way to actively care about wildlife and make a difference on a small scale um, with your, your local wild neighbors. Um, you can help them. Uh, restoration ecology, someone called it the, the science of applied optimism. And this is kind of urban uh, restoration ecology. And so with so many challenges in the world, it's an amazing opportunity to very easily help our wild neighbors. It's such a positive thing to do, applied optimism, meaning that you're feeling hopeful and you're doing something to increase that hopeful feeling and it's infectious, that hopeful feeling. Laurel Ladwig, may many backyard gardens come out of this conversation. Thank you so much for being with us on the Children's Hour. Thank you so much. One, two, three. Oh. Me bear and wind blown as a maple tree. I see the look on your face, and I recognize that place. I know you feel about the same as me, but I'm picking up a shovel in the morning, and my old. Sunshine coming, just look up and see Well, I know the wind will blow But that January snow Is gonna bring up something good behind It's holding in the heat Deep down below our feet and now it's just a matter of time Cause I'm picking up a shovel in the morning And my old overalls to me I'm putting seeds in the ground And the world keeps spinning round There's sunshine coming just look up and see That 
snow is gonna melt And the water that it held Is gonna bring up something new Cause I'm picking up a shovel in the morning And my old overalls to me
That was Stuart Stotts and Tom Pease from a CD called Pass It On Down Volume 1, Take a Little Seed. And Alastair Mook from his Be A Pain, an album for young and old leaders, Planting Seeds was before that. You're listening to the Children's Hour. Today on the show, we're talking about wildlife in our own backyards, attracting wildlife to where you live. And this actually helps save the environment around you. But sometimes we find little critters that are injured or sick and we're at a park or we're in our own backyard and we don't know what to do with them. We're going to find out from our friend Jim at Wildlife Rescue New Mexico. He's coming up after this. This is Nemo featuring Daniel Namud from a CD called Empty Hands right here on the Children's Hour. I spent a long time running. I never knew then what I know I know now. That the fruits, they always come in, but you can't go around just knocking them down. It takes a long time to show in We plant the seeds then and we look at them now But the roots are always growing No matter if I'm there or never around Whatever grows will grow Whatever dies will die Whatever works will work Whatever flies will fly Whatever fails will fail What's meant to soar will soar I am planting seeds Nothing It's like your whole life You've been training for this moment And when the time comes You just disown it Meaning you just surrender Don't control it Not interested in the clay pots and mold Or sitting next to the path Trying to unfold it Or waiting for the fruits to fall down toward You let it go And now you're flowing Feeling quite gorgeous So you take steps away Instead of towards it What a rush Feeling freedom With nothing to hold We've been taught that What you touch will always turn to gold And now we're learning When we let it go It overflows With no credit to take Cause no credit is home A higher power Working deeper with the seed are sowed and when the seeds are true then they're seeds of gold but the real gold is joy when life starts to flow and when it does you just smile cause now you know i spent a long time running i never knew then what i know i know now let the fruits they always come in but you can't go around just knocking them down it takes a long time to show in we plant the seeds then and we look at them now but the roots are always growing no matter if i'm there or never around this is the children's hour and that was nemo planting seeds is the key to sustaining all of life on earth we know the butterflies and birds depend upon flowers for nourishment and other creatures need those tiny cups of water that are created by dew on leaves we all love the shade of a tree on a hot summer day including our animal neighbors Let's keep learning about backyard wildlife with Wildlife Rescue and find out about the City Nature Challenge. It's coming right up. You're listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio. We'll be right back. Thanks to the Outpost Performance Space in Albuquerque, New Mexico for hosting the Children's Hour. Support for the Children's Hour is provided by United Way of North Central New Mexico. Support provided by the City of Albuquerque and the Urban Enhancement Trust Fund. Bernalillo County is a proud supporter of the Children's Hour. Many thanks to the users at tokenibis.org, who direct funds to the Children's Hour every week. Keep up with the Children's Hour and subscribe to our monthly newsletter at childrenshour.org. 
Inch by inch, row by row Gonna make this garden grow Gonna mulch it deep and low Gonna make it fertile ground Inch by inch, row by row Please bless these seeds I sow Please keep them safe below Till the rain comes tumbling down Pulling weeds, picking stones We are made of dreams and bones Need a place to call my own Now the time is close at hand Rain for grain, sun and rain Find your way in nature's chain Tune my body and my brain To the music of the land Inch by inch Row by row, gonna make this garden grow Gonna mulch it deep and low, gonna make it fertile ground Inch by inch, row by row, please bless these seeds I sow Please keep them safe below, till the rain comes tumbling down Plant your rows, straight and long and song. Mother Earth will make you strong if you give her loving care. Old crow watching from a tree, he's got his hungry eye on me. And in my garden, I'm as green as that feathered thief up there. Inch by inch, row by row, gonna make this garden Gonna mulch it deep and low Gonna make it fertile ground Inch by inch, row by row Please bless these seeds I sow Please keep them safe below Till the rain comes tumbling down Inch by inch, row by row Gonna make this garden grow Gonna mulch it That's Andy Mason out of Santa Fe, New Mexico, and that is from his Everybody Likes Pizza release. You're listening to the Children's Hour, and with us on the show today is Jim Battaglia. He is from Wildlife Rescue of New Mexico. Welcome to the Children's Hour, Jim. Thank you for having me. We're glad you're here. And we have kind of just a basic question for you. Sometimes... We find little baby critters and they're not in their nest or they're not with their mothers. What should we do? First thing you have to do is get an adult to come with you and look at this bird or critter. And then they can tell you whether it is supposed to be there, is injured, or what is happening with it. So once you decide, then... If it's a bird, you look for its nest. 
It might be right below its nest. The tree might be right there. Its parents might be flying around, looking anxious, trying to get it. If that's the case, if you can reach the nest, very simple, put the baby back in the nest. But wait, I had heard that if a human touches a baby bird, the mommy bird will never want to touch that bird again. Is that true? That's not true. Birds have very poor sense of smell. If you can get it back into the nest, perfect. If not, if you can put it in a little basket, attach it to the tree, lower down, the parents should come and take care of it. You watch. If they don't, then you would have to put it in a box and bring it to a vet or rehabber or a clinic like our wildlife clinic. And then a rehabber will take care of it and raise it and then release it. If humans care for baby animals, is it harder for them to survive back in the wild? Ah, good question. Okay, no, because we don't treat them as pets. We interact with them as little as possible so that they don't get used to humans. Sometimes we're lucky we have what we call a foster parent, which is a wild adult that cannot be released. So it's used as an educational animal. And a lot of times they will take in babies and show them how to be wild. And then they go through a process of being able to hunt. We have to make sure they can hunt. They can supply food for themselves. And then we release them. So your answer to Gareth's question is not simple. You're saying that in order for these animals to successfully go back to the wild, you've had a lot of training in how to be around them so you don't get them used to people. Because the last thing we really want are animals that are supposed to be wild who now can't take care of themselves or who depend upon people. Right. We call that humanly imprinted. And that means that whenever they think of humans, they think of food. So if we release them, they will always go to humans looking for food, which can scare them, scare the humans, and possibly the baby will eventually get hurt or worse. What days do you go and look for the animals? Like, do you just go find the animals any day? Do you have special days? Whenever they find them. But if it's very windy, like in the spring, when it's very windy out, a lot of birds can get blown out of nests. So we'll have an influx of uh, baby birds. Because everything doesn't breed at the same time. So whatever part of the season it is, we know what we kind of expect to come in. We saw on your website that you receive 2,000 animals a year. How many volunteers do you have helping you care for the animals? Not enough. We get volunteers. Some stay, some don't. There's a turnover, but we're always looking for volunteers. We always need help. Uh, It's a big project. And unfortunately, we have to learn to do with less and put in a lot of more manpower and that to save these animals. Jim, I'm going to say before we go, I just want you to cover the topic of baby bunnies. 
because baby bunnies are often mistaken as being abandoned by their moms when they're actually not. So let's talk about baby bunnies. When a mommy bunny has her babies. She digs a very shallow, dish-shaped nest in the dirt. She has her babies. Then she leaves and she only comes back to nurse. The baby bunnies have no smell. They are safe by themselves. If mother was in the nest with them, it would attract the predators right to the nest. So when you see baby bunnies by themselves, mom's watching. But if you're not sure, cover them with leaves and then go back in the evening and look. If it's the same way, look in the morning. If it's not been disturbed, then mother must have been injured or something. Then you can take the babies and bring them to somebody. That's really good to know. And so that little bowl of baby bunnies in your yard is meant to be. Leave it and keep your dog away from it. That's it. As long as you don't have it or cat, you don't have a pet that roams the yard. They would be all right. Jim Battaglia, you have been so generous to be with us today on the Children's Hour and telling us what to do when we find a wild critter that seems injured. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Anytime you have questions, you can come to me. Why, thank you. You can learn more at childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Backyard Wildlife. This is Katie Dwyer. Hot City Squirrel. trees. Please don't take my food away from me. You run real fast to get away from all the tourists taking pics of you all day. Hot city squirrel, hot city squirrel, with your bushy, 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 bushy tail. Hot city squirrel, climb trees. Please don't take my food away from me. You run real fast to get away from all the tourists taking pics of you all day. High city squirrel. High city squirrel. With your bushy, 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 bushy tail. bird. Be an early bird and catch the worm for your breakfast plate. If you're a bird, be an early, early bird. But if you're a worm, sleep late. 
That was the Birdsong Opera by Volker right here on the Children's Hour. And before that, you heard Shel Silverstein from Where the Sidewalk Ends. I'm Katie Stone. We've loved being with you today. Learn more about the City Nature Challenge. And that's happening the last week of April. Go to childrenshour.org. Look for this episode, Backyard Wildlife. We'll catch you next time. And we're going to go out with the title track from Justin Roberts' Grammy-nominated CD, Wildlife. It's a wild life What you gonna do with it Stretches just a little bit Cross the great divide So deep and the souls are few Who think of something new to be Who think of something true to be Never take a big back seat Make a way Make a wild way Through this wild life That's given you to run and play Have a laugh And cut a wild path Through this wild life Cause it's a wild life Be a man of means, but live like a party girl Never understand the world, just walk it with your own two shoes It's a masterpiece, 
read your Bible every day, but then get up and walk away. You gotta be your own good news. Make a way, make a wild way through this wild life that's given you to run and play. The Children's Hour is produced by The Children's Hour Incorporated, a New Mexico nonprofit. Our show was written by Katie Stone with lots of help from all of us on the kids' crew. You can find photos, links, learn-along guides, and more about us at childrenshour.org. Many thanks to Laurel Ladwig for being on the show with us today and to Jim Battaglia from Wildlife Rescue of New Mexico. We had production help from Christina Stella. Find our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts or go to our patreon.com slash the children's hour. Or ask your smart speaker to play the children's hour podcast. We post our photos and more on Instagram and Facebook. Find us at TCH Radio. Our theme music was written by C.K. Barlow. The Children's Hour is distributed by PRX and by the Pacifica Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Children's Hour, Kids Public Radio. Thank you.